Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. You need to be more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Nathan Brennan. Happy Thursday to everybody out there in the Ticketverse. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or you can just, uh, at any of those places, watch us on the Sarah Heyman Jewers video stream. Uh, you can also talk to us uh, on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Sarah Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. Some number right there. I am Jake Bakovin. He is Nathan Brennan. And, uh, Nate, you are, uh, your journalistic integrity is uh, coming into question. Here. It is. Maybe because of your rose-colored glasses and how much you... <sighs> Uh, we'll just stand by Scott Frost, uh, no matter what happens, well, but, uh, t- explain what's going on in your battle on Twitter. Yeah, I want to explain what's going on and you guys can chime in to 402-464-5685 and I'll start with this. Listen, if you guys don't like me, if you think I'm an outsider, if you think my takes are stupid, absolutely. I'm 100% okay with that. That's what makes sports great, right? Like legitimately, especially, especially too. I want to give a shout out to Husker fans like, I, I, I tweeted, too, when I was trying to defend myself, and I'll go ahead and defend myself here, too, and see what you guys think. Like, I absolutely love this community. Husker football is what this community is built on, and I appreciate every single one of you. It's I felt so welcomed that I got here, especially in Lincoln, because as a huge college football fan, I feel like I fit right in. But coming at my journalistic integrity is where I kind of draw the line. <laughs> That's where like, you draw the line. I, and this is the thing, too. A lot of you guys know that I'm a television reporter, and most of my reports are outside of sports, and I absolutely take journalistic integrity serious. And I think if you watch me in the mornings, I'm always as unbiased as I possibly can be. But you guys also need to realize, especially here at The Ticket, and even 10-11, too, like, our job is to support the community is to appreciate the community, build people up, tell the stories of people in the community, and that's part of our job too, right? Mm -hmm. And absolutely, I will 100% support this community and everything that it entails. When Nebraska football is good, it supports the economy, it supports morale, it supports the city, it supports the community, it supports everything. And as journalists, that's absolutely 100% part of our job, is I'm a part of this community and I want to see it thrive and I want to see Husker football be good. And when I have people saying that you need to be objective towards Nebraska football, I'm going to tell you right now, I am unapologetically a Nebraska fan. And I'm sorry if that rubs people the wrong way because I am unapologetically, I'm not going to apologize, I'm a Nebraska fan. If you follow me on Twitter, NathanB1011, you will see that firsthand. I'm a Nebraska fan through and through. I will support this team. I will support Scott Frost, and I will be the eternal optimist. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't care if Nebraska starts 0-3. I'm going to tell you they're going to oh, go 9-3. and no, you'll be I'm tested tell you, by then. I'll be, I might be a little be tested, tested, but I might then. say that they're going to go 9-3. and So... I'm sorry if you guys think that makes me a biased reporter, that I root for the community, that I root for the school, that everyone cheers for in the entire state. I want to see this community thrive. I want to see everyone happy. I want to see morale high. And I, I, it, it just really blew my mind. At first, I thought it was a joke. 
But this guy it's was just not one guy. I know, and I understand that. Though. And this was this one was a guy tweet that I sent out. Just about anybody's day. No, like. exactly, and it can, and it it absolutely did kind of put a sour taste in my mouth because <laughs> the tweet. This was the tweet I said. I see a lot of people are upset. Scott Frost didn't give an opening statement. Everyone will get the opening statement they want in Week Zero when Nebraska beats the daylight out of Northwestern. There's your opening statement. I was ready to run through a brick wall. I had people defending me saying, I'm ready to run through a brick wall too, saying they were excited and they loved the tweet. I loved the tweet too. But for people to come from my uh, journalistic Not integrity, people, person. that person, with a that's cartoon just, as is a right, as identified right. character. And I understand that, and it is what it is, <laughs> and there are going to be trolls. But I'm not going to lie. That triggered me a little bit. I can tell. It did. Because that's the thing is I take a lot of crap because I know that I'm on two types of media platforms. I understand I'm not from here. I haven't been hurt like you guys have. I've been following Husker Athletics not nearly as long as anyone here outside of maybe DP, but even DP has followed the team longer than I have. So it just, that frustrated me. I've got your guys back. I love Nebraska football. And I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I will be saying no matter what, that Nebraska is going to turn it around with this coaching staff, with the player personnel that they have, with the guys they have in the building. Like, I'm all in. And I'm unapologetically a fan, and I'm sorry if that rubs people the wrong way. Was that a cartoon way. duck? Was that the avatar? No, it was. Um, oh, it was uh, some. <laughs> it was some cartoon on on Cartoon Network. Or oh, okay, Phineas and Ferb. I think oh, it yeah, is. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. The one. platypus. Probably. And there was another guy that called me a fool. Um, a fool in front of a microphone on, uh, I think he had a, a hot air balloon as his Twitter account. Neither yeah. of these guys have names. So if you're listening right now. Good, you guys got me. You got. I mean, what you what you were him. trying to do worked. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay with that. And that's the thing too is four zero two four six four five six eight five. We love when you guys chime in. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line. Me and Bach disagree all the time. If you disagree with me and you think I'm a fool for saying Nebraska's going to win nine ten games, that's okay. I will gladly hear you out, and I will gladly disagree. But there's there's a point that I draw the line and I stand up for myself. So that that's my rant. I'm okay with what happened. I, and luckily, for the most part, the tweet's blown up. Everyone's enjoyed it. It's got around 450 likes or whatever it is. I don't know. I just I got excited because I, I and we can get into this too, Bach. Like it is general optimism. Maybe not even for the coaching staff. Maybe not even for the players. The way that the schedule has lined up. Like Scott Frost has not won three straight games in his entire tenure at Nebraska. We all know that. We right. understand that. I would be absolutely appalled, shocked, whatever vocabulary word you want to use for them not going three and zero. Your schedule couldn't be set up any better, and I, that's not even you can you can hate Scott Frost, you can hate the coaches, you can say that it's going to be a terrible season. There is no reason whatsoever that the team shouldn't start three and zero. Seriously. And that I mean, and that's I guess one thing that you can cross off the list of things that Frost hasn't done here. But three and zero start as happy as we'll be and as excited as uh, I would be for that. I mean, it's it's not the goal, right? That's not um, the bar here at Nebraska. Is it, it the expectation is to win three? Um, and you know, it, it's not too long ago. I mean, it's just kind of funny hearing you say that because. You expect to win three in a row. I mean, every team should at, at some point in your schedule. When you right. when you when you schedule um, some W's, some non-con W's. I mean, that's what that's for. It's kind of the 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 preseason since college football doesn't have one. Get you warmed up for conference play. And obviously, as of late, it's been um, a little bit. Uh, more popular to to have some of your conference games early. Nebraska's jumped into that, and obviously playing overseas, all that all that stuff. But um, 
I don't. I mean, I. I it's hard to say that I would be too pumped to be three and zero. Um, because the it's a start though. Well, the the you problem gotta is start that somewhere. Any other start there, even two and one, there is, is very troublesome and, I would and, agree. and scary as, as far as the the future aspects are there for it. I'll say that all um, while continuing to remind people that. There is the possibility. I mean, you um, you are kind of putting a lot together that you're not in midseason form early on in the season. Maybe Northwestern takes a big jump that I certainly don't expect. You don't see at all. Um, this doesn't look like your typical Northwestern team that was just a few plays away. It's 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 got a lot of work to do. But there is a possibility that Pat Fitzgerald works his mus- uh, magic again. Gets that team turned around, and maybe even a, a early season loss to Northwestern wouldn't look so bad. If you can end up beating Oklahoma down the line or Michigan down the line or whatever it is, um, I know it's popular just to go through the schedule, and especially since Nebraska's got an easy schedule and pick your wins and losses and come out with whatever you have. But this is college football. This is sports in general. If the games were played on paper, we could do that pretty easily. But there's surprises. There's injuries. There's uh, teams that you don't expect coming out of nowhere. There's teams that... um, you know, Indiana, the last two seasons, just a perfect example of yeah. you have no clue preseason what you're talking you about. Don't. What's a tough game? What's not a tough game? Um, so, you know, a lot of th- there's a lot of different a uh, lot of area for uh, I-, I hope people adjusting their attitudes. And I know that the early season looks easy enough. Um, but again, you- you're throwing a lot into you know, a lot of newness into this. So it might take some time uh, to get it adjusted. But unfortunately, I think that's kind of the position that we're in, right? Because I can defend Scott Frost on blue in the face and I'll continue to do so. But at some point, you have to get that three-game win streak. You have to win in week zero. You have to propel this program forward. And if you're not – we can have so much unclarity, and you're right, Bach. This is a perfect example as Indiana is – you have a season that you should have gone to the Big Ten Championship. Again, I don't agree with what the Big Ten did sending Ohio State. Well, but you had who should have been in the Big Ten Championship. That's a little misleading, last though, year. too. They should have been in be- because of pre-COVID statements. You made the rule down. for a reason. I'm, no, I know. But it's, you know? it's not like Indiana was is typically your Big Ten champion. But that year, but that's why I feel so bad for Indiana is because they're probably never going to be in a position like that again now that you're getting rid of conferences. Even if you kept the conferences, they're the more difficult one to begin with. But it's perfect examples. Like, you don't really know what you're getting with these teams, with these schools. There's so much change. But I can tell you right now that Nebraska is a better football team than Northwestern. Like, there, there, there's some type of clarity to know that Northwestern is going to be a bad football team. They are. And I, and it's just frustrating because we are in that spot. Because if you lose to Northwestern in your scenario, Buck, which very well could happen. Listen, I'm not guaranteeing a win. If it were up to me, I'd probably take the 12.5 points for the side of Nebraska. I think they're going to cover that spread easy. Crazier things have happened. Look at Illinois last year. Nebraska got essentially embarrassed in Champaign. But if you lose that game against Northwestern, think how much pressure there is on that Oklahoma game. Because we've we've talked about it here, like if you are not starting four and one, and you're just three and two through five weeks, there is serious concern. And there's already rumors buzzing within the locker room. The coaching staff's going to be on edge. We're going to have what we had last season, where you play a little bit tentative into the fourth quarter. No, we need to put all that to rest. Start three and zero. And it's a lot of pressure to put on a week zero game, especially for a school that went three and nine last season and hasn't gone to a bowl game in four years. I understand that. It is a lot of pressure. Sorry, excuse me. I think it's been five years actually since they've gone to a bowl game. Sorry. Sorry, Husker fans. I don't want to bring up that extra <laughs> year with Mike Riley, but that's the situation that we're in. 
we're in a position now you have to win. And I hate doing a must win in week zero, but that's where we're at. Well, I'm not going to do it. That, that, that's where we're at. I'm you, not going to do it. You can't afford it. I can't afford it. Well, sure, you can't afford it. But, I mean, that that's going to be the week-to-week um, deal for Nebraska, and especially if you get off to a bad start. Like, I, I, I can't argue too much against the fact that it's it's going to be a pretty heavy game. It's going to matter quite a bit. But did we not learn one lesson from putting everything on week zero last year? And then it fell down and you get off to the wrong start and everything, you know, and, and you just never course corrected from that. You're a three and nine team playing a three and nine team overseas. I'm sure Northwestern, uh, despite the fact that got just destroyed by Nebraska, last absolutely year, embarrassed is not is is probably not, um, you know, going into this game thinking, well, yeah, I guess they should win because they beat us last year. They're probably thinking, hey, here's our chance to get off to a good start. It's another three and nine team. Um, let's see if, if we can, you know, put this together in fall camp and start our season with a win. But. You're not playing for the national championship. I understand that the problem is, you you know, you're kind of on the polar opposite of that where you're playing for your job and that's right. where the intensity right. is. But I don't think that you're quite at the point of saying make or break week zero um, because you did that last year and it but didn't work there, out for you. Yes, I do agree with you in that sense. But there, there are a few differences. One, you're you're coming off of a COVID year, so things are a little bit different. And I know everyone dealt with that, and I'm not using that as an excuse, but it is still a factor. You're coming off of the COVID year. This is the first time that fans are back in the stadium. There's a lot of tension. They, they brought like, a different defense than what you thought they were okay, going to Okay, that do. is ridiculous and nonsense. Don't oh, even get me right. started on that. <laughs> I, I will not defend that. But, I mean, there were a couple factors that played into that. And, and again, I'm not using that as an excuse because every team had to deal with that but we saw it across the country that those hostile home environments made a difference in week zero week one they did and and you're also dealing with the situation it's all out on the table Scott Frost went into last season yeah he was on the hot seat this is legitimately when I said it yesterday I mean this is the hottest seat in America right now there are national outlets that are now looking at Nebraska they're not looking at the team they're not even looking too much into the new coaching staff it obviously gets sprinkled into the article but the headline on every single news outlet if you look at it Scott Frost on the hot seat number one in America and rightfully so I'm not saying that it's not rightfully so but if you don't win that week zero game you already took a lower buyout you already took a lower salary for this upcoming season. You were Your hand was forced into the CEO role, whether you think he fits well into the role or not. Your hand was forced. This is the situation that you're dealt with. Like, this is, I, I think, even more than last year. Yeah, last year was make and break, but listen, you went 3-9 and nine and you got brought back. You go 3-9 and nine this season, I think we're all on the same page here. I don't care how it looks. I don't care if you lose every single one of those nine games by one point. You're done. It's over. I don't care what you're, what it looks like at three and nine. That's a lot of pressure. And I'm just saying, like we saw it last year, it spirals. You lose week zero, it spirals. And I think I would not be surprised to see it spiral again. That's all I'm saying. And I, and it's a lot of pressure, but it, it just it worries me if they lose that first game. It really, oh really, yeah, really I mean, does. no doubt it does, and it puts the pressure on you immensely. Um, I just don't feel <laughs> like we need to put because we did. I just feel like we did, we should have learned our lesson from last year. You put everything on week zero. It's the most important game, and then the letdown feeling, and it's going to be quite a bit. It of a would be amplified even more this year. I mean, I don't it would know. have to because you made all know. these changes. Like you made these changes to succeed. You you but you restructured his changes, contract but, to keep him. Well, right, but yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm not sure. I mean, to a degree. 
and I hate to say this because I know that some people don't agree with this. This is a contract buyout. Like this is a lowered contract buyout school right now. You did that with Frost. You did with that with Hoiberg. You're right. Meaning your backs are against the wall. Meaning in most scenarios, you most scenarios, unless this guy's name was Scott Frost, Mickey Joseph, or Zach Taylor, <laughs> unless he's a former quarterback, he's not here. You're right. Maybe regardless of the buyout. You're right. So I'm telling you. You're right. I agree with in, you. In totality. This is somewhat of just kind of a science project thrown together. Now, all all ideas are all you know. Every team is going to have mo- different guys come in and out and all that. Um, but I just don't feel like this is the pressure of this team needs to win nine games this year, and then every loss is going to um, you know c- kind of roll against that. And whatever that unspecified metric is, it's not a number. It's to look. I good. agree. So if you go out and, and again, maybe Northwestern ends up being a bowl team this year. You play them well, you lose. I don't want to throw up and, and give up uh, the whole thing like they did in 2017 with Mike Riley really quickly You're because right. I don't think it's fair to the players. I don't want to see them move on from Scott Frost as soon as that buyout drops, even if they're struggling. And I know it's to jump ahead of things and get things going in the coaching circle. But if it's if it's before conference play, and I know this is a first conference game, but before really getting to conference play, it's like what? What are we even doing here? What I mean, what what, are, what message is that sending to the players? It's and I'm not saying that, that we gave up do that. on you. That's no, no, I, 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 I think I agree with that. I wouldn't do it right when the buyout ends. I think that if you lose Northwestern, it just puts too much pressure on the rest of the season. Is basically where I'm getting at with this. Is if you're sitting at three and zero, you can afford a loss to Oklahoma. You can afford maybe a slip up at Rutgers. Like that, there's a little bit more wiggle room there. Yeah. If you, that's the thing is like if you start out zero and one again and you're losing in week zero, like the pressure is amplified even more. Because this is the thing, like say what you will, for the most part, this is morale is pretty high for this season. There obviously we have fans that don't agree and fans that think that this is going to be a catastrophe and it's not going to work out. But morale for the first time, I would say probably in a while. Most of the fan base is kind of on the same page. Sentiment is high. Morale is high. People are excited. We're ready for this season. The off season, Nate. <laughs> I, and I and, and I get that. And I get that. But like, you got to think if you start three and zero, okay. Like now we're we're all kind of on the same page here. If you build this up, and I say that Husker fan, and I speak for Husker fans, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would say morale is about as high as it's been since maybe year one of Scott Frost. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bach. You've been around here. But oh, from what I'm what I'm judging from the text line and two, from, you were from going fans. In thinking to be a top 25 team. So okay. that's where it kind of peaked. So maybe maybe week two. This is Since then, or excuse me, season two, year two of Scott Frost. Since then, like I, I would say, at least from what I've gauged from fans, this is probably the most amped that we've been. We're excited. We feel good about this season. And I do. And and I just I worry that we're gonna reach the point of no return for the fan base, for the players, for the coaching staff if you lose that week zero game. Because again, we saw it snowball and, and get out of control last season. And I know it's a different coaching staff, it's a different team, there's a different mindset. I just don't want to see that spiral. I, I, just, I, I really don't. And I maybe must win is is the wrong term because you're right. If they beat Oklahoma but you lose to Northwestern, sure. I, I like I'm all on we're all on the same page here. But that's a lot easier said than done. 
It is, but I mean, if you're going to save your job, you're going to have to get some significant wins, um, and uh, and and you know, look like a football team that's capable of beating them. And they did last year. I think that's why, um, you know, outside of the the key mistakes that popped in time in and time out from the same places uh, at key moments last year, they were pushing these teams. Um, but uh, you know, th- and that's why I think Frost is still here. But uh, at some point, you got to get the wins. I mean, look at. I mean, I, I did this. You look at the first two years here of of a few coaching candidates here, and this is what this is where this is how bad it's been for Scott Frost. And and again, there's no numbers that really when you do win totals and stuff like that, there's no numbers that are beneficial for Frost. We could do it right. all all off season <laughs> long, every day, Man, find different nothing. numbers that yeah. bury Scott Frost. And so there's no reason to really do that. But it is it's still kind of crazy when you look at some of these numbers. So Mel Tucker, who got the big, uh, you know, the big extension there at uh, at Michigan State would have to go two and 22 in his next 24 games to equal Scott Frost's first four years. Dave Aranda at Baylor would have to go one in 20 and Len Kiffin would just have to lose 21 straight to equal what Scott Frost has done in his first four years. Um, so the pressure is, is certainly there um, the in, to, to get the wins. And so it, it's it's kind of a mix of both, right? Like I can I can try to argue, and I am. I'm, I'm trying to get a few fans at least to the side of an early loss. I know that's where you're banking on all your you wins, are, but right. let it play out. Let the you know let's get into these. Let's get into the a, a time where Wisconsin and Minnesota and Michigan that run means something. Not we've already given up where we've already decided. Let's get to the point where that means something. And I think that there is quite a bit of a possibility that this team is not ready to roll from the jump start now. I understand the idea is, okay, yeah, but, you know, easy schedule, Northwestern's bad, you can skim by with some of these wins, but I think it's going to be, it might be a little tighter than what we want it to be, or what we think it might be. I just, I really don't want to see that much pressure on it already. Like, just think of how much weight is off your shoulders if you start 3-0. and Like, I just feel like there's just so much tension with, we saw it, Scott Frost, like, Garrett Nelson said that he was sad, for crying out loud, like, you could tell, like, he's anxious, there's tension. I just I would love to see that released just a little bit relieved and just see like let's just have fun playing some football you know like let's just three and oh I just think that we need to realize like what three and oh means for the fans for the team for the program like it just it just would really really propel the season in the right direction I, I really and I think that oh and one could tank it I, I do well it does but you and I have a disagreement too on like what three and0 means for Nebraska I mean yeah I mean it equals your wins last year but those are the you're, I mean you're talking about two gimme games there and two okay. scheduled Ws sometimes that's okay though when you're coming off a three and nine season and when you lost the way you did I'm okay with some easy games like that. That's why I'm so excited. And but they're so not ready proving, for those. They're not proving anything by beating. But that's those okay. Three teams. Just get that monkey off your back. You've never won three straight as Scott Frost as the head coach in Nebraska. Think about that. That is absolutely not even to start the season. At no point in time have you won three straight games. Like let's just start somewhere. Just get just relief. A little bit of relief. A little bit of excitement. Get the players juiced up a little bit. Get Garrett Nelson slamming into someone's head with his helmet on. Come on. We're 3-0 and we're trying playing get, Oklahoma for crying out Garrett loud. Garrett Nelson kicked out of a game? No, like, no, no. His own teammate. You know, he clanked the helmets. Used to love doing that when I was in high school. All right, we'll take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cooler. I think, I think Stricky's already in the building. Stricky. So he might stop in uh, for a little bit of the Ticket Water Cooler as well. We'll take a quick break here on 93.7 Ticket. We'll be right back.